everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Spiritual Spiral. This is our 28th episode. I am your host, Sam Davidson, joined by my good friend, Sari Cohen. How you doing, Sam? I'm, you know what? Hanging in there. These few weeks, like we were warned that the month of December would be a bit of a shit show um, with the upcoming solstice and all that stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm very excited because we have an amazing guest. Her name is Arizona Bell. So she's a grief and afterlife specialist. She has her own podcast. She is an international speaker, author, everything. I mean, and you have kind of a similar path in a way that I do, um, actually, because I really started to become awakened into all the spiritual stuff when my dad got sick with cancer and then even more so after he passed. Um, And so I know that kind of was a push for you on how you wanted to discover this whole spirituality world. Yeah, it was the push, honestly. I mean, I was like, I was dabbling a little bit, you know, like I, I kind of I was kind of born like interested in the esoteric and stuff like that, but I grew up in a very mainstream, um, you know, suburban household um, and neighborhood. So it wasn't something that was like fostered or anything like that, even though I felt that pull. So I dabbled kind of in the closet, but when my mom also was for a few years before she passed, that was kind of like the initiation really, truly. And we kind of went through it together because her spiritual senses and all that was opening too as she looked deeper into things when she was sick so we kind of went through it together and then she ultimately did pass away she was my best friend um and we were both relatively young uh for her to pass away and so that was the push that really got me into asking the really deep questions and then ultimately just not giving a shit hopefully i can cuss on here (laughs) about what people thought about me you know and 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 just kind of coming out of that spiritual closet and and committing myself to doing the work that I needed to do. Did you find um, comfort in other experts in the field at that time? In a sense, yeah. Um, Not necessarily in the grief world or anything like that. Like I didn't do the traditional grief counseling, you know, like straight up, I just like boozed for a year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I I didn't like go down the, I wasn't like, oh, like this holy path and I didn't go to grief counseling and all this stuff. but in a way, even though I was kind of lost and um, just downtrodden and so much in despair for like a year before I pulled myself out of that really deep grief, um, you know, I was, I was calling on my spiritual um, teachers and, and books and things like that that I had always magnetized to and then was doing those things deeper. And like, it was like, oh, that book that, that said this practice is really good. And I was like, yeah, but I never did it. And I would start to do it, you know? So it's like, I started to embody the things that I thought was cool before, if that makes sense. So I definitely looked to that for guidance during that time. And I know in one of your books, you really focus on ancient practices and things like that. I think that's what you were just referencing a little bit, like specifically, what are some things, you know, practices, tips and tricks that you learned um, that you have taught people through your writing to embrace and to help them with those practices? Sure. Yeah. The book that you reference is called Soul Magic, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Mystics. And basically it's a primer on um, like 17, I think, ancient spiritual modalities that we can incorporate and use now in in our modern lives. You know, it's timeless wisdom and that that we can use now and is very helpful. And, you know, one of there's so much in there, but one of the things that has helped me so much on my path, I'm I'm at the heart, I'm a prayer and meditation girl, you know, and there's all kinds of things that you can do, all kinds of bells and whistles and rituals and this, that, and other thing. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's like prayer is asking God, source, spirit, whatever, for guidance, for help, for whatever it is that you need. And meditation is listening and downloading that and getting those answers. So those, I know it sounds simple, but like, there's a reason that everybody sings their praises. They work, right? So yeah. That was kind of like when I was in the thick of it, that was like prayer, prayer and surrendering, you know, prayer is kind of this act of surrendering. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't have the tools, please help me. And letting that come and receiving that. So, and receiving it through meditation. So those are kind of my, my go-tos. Was there a specific kind of meditation that you do? No, I don't do transcendental or any sort of thing. Like I, I know it's, it's, People 
people think that I'm going to have a bigger answer, but I don't like I trained myself to meditate and I really just, at first it was like anything else. It's really hard to shut your mind up and all that. But as you practice, you get better. And now it's like, I just sink in like, and I know that that's not the way that works for everybody, but it's the way that worked for me. Like I just kind of have the mantra in my head that I want and I just sink right in. And so that's kind of an interesting fact about me. I don't, I haven't like trained or, or done anything specific with any sort of uh, tradition or path or teacher. I just do my own thing and it's, it's worked so far so good. So in reference to training though, you know, I know that you went to school and everything and stuff. What did you study? And um, I know that you kind of pushed the envelope a little bit as far as what your thesis was going to be and really like look outside of the box to include this world that we're all talking about, the spiritual world that we're in. Yeah, I mean, so my history is, uh, I actually was a sociology under <laughs> undergrad um, just for, because it worked out, but my background is in writing. And, uh, you know, when I, when I applied to grad schools for writing, it was like, my thesis is about love. Like, that's what I want to write about. And, and at the time, I was being like this little creative, poetic, romantic, and this was kind of right before my mom transitioned and everything. But at the end of the day, that's really what we're dealing with here in the spiritual world, too, is this, this love, this unity. That's what we're working with now more than ever in this world, right? So for me, that was always like my, my north on my compass was like this I, I'm, a, I'm a Leo. I'm a hopeless romantic. Like love is my North Star, you know? And so I was always writing about that stuff and, and did present that for my thesis, all that. So for me now on the, un, on the other end of it in this spiritual world that I honestly never thought I would be in, especially as a, you know, a leader of sorts, like, but that's what it all boils down to still, you know, in a different context in a much expand, more expanded context. But that's what we're talking about is love, you know, with a capital L. So I totally want to hear more about that because I, I always, I, I think I live in love. I'm, I'm, that is my motto. And I always say love is my superpower. It is, it is the most powerful force in the world. So I want to dive a little bit deeper with you and kind of your thoughts on it and the direction that you took. On love? <laughs> yeah. What did you learn? I mean, how do you deconstruct yeah. love? Because, you know, Sari actually, she really does say this almost every single episode. Um, love <laughs> is her superpower and love heals all things. You know, I, I've been having a hard time with this, you know, shift of life in the past nine months. I don't even know, nine years. How long has it been at this point? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. But I, I'm the kind of person that's like, okay, love, that sounds nice. I love my cat. I love my mom. I love my dad, you know, but this, it's such a, it's such a big idea, kind of like happiness, but I feel like love is an even broader thing than happiness because scientifically you can really break down happiness and like hormones and what's going on chemically in your body. So how do you really break down love? I don't think you can break down love, really. That's the ultimate answer. I mean, it is the great unknown. And, and to me, that's why love is God. Love is spirituality. That's what it is. And there's some things that we're never meant to be able to break down. We're just able to feel and channel and give. And that's why, you know, love is your superpower. Uh, absolutely. It's mine too. And I didn't really get to know grief or to get to know love until I grieved because mm -hmm. every grief story, what is it? It's a love story. You don't grieve something you don't love and you don't know the depths of your love until you lose, right? So for me, that was like the PhD program was losing my mom and understanding that grief is really just love. And while love is a superpower, it's the most powerful energy in the world. So if grief relates to that, then grief energy is very, very powerful as well. And you can leverage that pain, that suffering, that grief into purpose, into good, into love. So it's this revolving door and it was the greatest teacher that I've ever had. Um, but to answer your original question, you can't break it down. You know, love builds up and, and you just have to, you have to be in that vibration of it. And that's just acknowledging you saying you've had a hard nine months slash nine years as with the rest of the world, you know, we are in this ultimate course in love right now and we're in this ultimate course in grief right now like going through grief on the personal process 
I mean, you've, you've also experienced it. You, you know, it's not this really fun process, but on the other side of it, there are gifts to it. There are gifts to struggling on that level that, you know, we bloom in the mud. Like that's, that's, we learn by contrast. So on a personal level, if you've gone through grief, that's what the world's going through right now. Everybody has lost in some way or another something or everything. Everything's changing. So we're all grieving the way the things used to be, the goals we used to have, the dreams we used to have. And it seems like it's going to be this never-ending shit show. Yeah. <laughs> but there's hope, right? <laughs> it's, you know, as I'm sure even the most practiced spiritual namaste person that exists like they have their down days where they're just like crap this I can't can't do anything right nothing is working and you know I I am somebody that likes to have control um and in a way I kind of get angry with my parents sometimes to think, you know, you raised me in a way to teach me how to have control, how to create what I want and, um, and to expect all of these, you know, family means love and, you know, kind of these preconceived notions that I think were sweet at the time, but are also very like 3D way of thinking. Um, and I'm, you know, really realizing that now, but it's very, it's very hard for me sometimes to surrender because in a way it's the complete opposite of what I feel I was taught. I was taught if you don't like something, change it. If you want to do something, do it. If someone's telling you, you can't do it, you go fucking do it. Right. Well, first of all, my condolences on your dad's passing and I know anniversary dates are really you know, they tug at us even more. And it's so weird. Like, why? I was like, why am I upset? This is dumb. Like, But it is. It's a thing. Like, my mom passed March 29th, and around March 15th, I'm like, oh, boy, here we Mm go. And then it's like, now it's been almost, it's five and a half years. So now it's like, wait, what's going on? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And it just, it doesn't matter. It's going to happen. So I just want to acknowledge that and and send send my love to you on that. But um, to answer your question, I mean, it's a process. There's no magic button, right? So you're supposed to be angry, you know? Hell yeah, I was angry. I was bitter. I was pissed. And it wasn't like she just died. It was like all this other stuff died or collapsed in the wake of it. You know, I lost Mm -hmm. friendships. I couldn't understand that people weren't there for me. I was Mm -hmm. pissed about so much. So it's not about, um, you know, avoiding that you're pissed or something like that or avoiding that you're angry. Ultimately, it's about you need to feel those feelings. I mean, feelings are meant to be felt. It's when we start avoiding them that they pop up as ghosts and shadow work and all the things that, you know, come, come haunt us later. So we are supposed to feel those emotions, uh, you know. Um, as far as the, the surrender thing, you know, you had said we were raised to control and if you don't like it, change it and all that stuff. We, that is how we were programmed, for sure. Even in the new age community, it's like when the secret came out, it was like, you can get whatever you want. You want that beach house? Go get it, girl. Well, it's like, well, okay, that's not like the spiritual mountaintop here. Like, yeah, but no. Like, we're, we have free will, of course. We can control. We have free will. But we also have free will to fuck it up. Like, we can use our free will to align with the higher will of spirit or whatever you want to call it, right? And that's when the good stuff starts happening. That's surrender. You know, that's surrender to me. Like a lot of people think surrender is like resignation. Like I give up. No. Surrender is like I let go and I let God. And you, you use your free will, your control to do that. So to me, it's this process of understanding that like, yeah, I can go get that beach house, little ego me wants, or I can surrender and say, hey, spirit, that beach house would be cool or something better, whatever you think. And then you end up getting whatever, even better in a different country on an Island with a beautiful husband or wife, or, you know what I'm saying? Like spirit can bring you something that you didn't even know. So something so much bigger. So that to me is surrender is saying like, Hey, use, use me how you need me to serve the world. And like, Hey, if there's a nice car thrown in there, like, cool. (laughs) If that makes sense. But like, it, it is this process of, of realizing that just because you align with a higher will doesn't mean you're like giving up your power. Totally. Oh, I'm totally a big believer in that. That's, I live by that. And you, you, I call it like surrendering to the universe. The universe is always going to guide you to where you are supposed to be. 
You know, you, you think you have an idea of what something should be. The universe has an even grander picture and it's always going to be bigger and better and more beautiful than you could have ever dreamed. <laughs> it's always, always how it works. And you know, it's like the, it's like, um, rejection is cosmic redirection. Like that's, that's it in a nutshell. Like if you've been rejected from a job or a relationship or that house you wanted or whatever, it is really about changing your mindset from why me to what's this, what's for me like then, you know, cause what's meant for us isn't going to pass us by. And I know it all sounds like if, if people are listening that like, like sounds like what, that sounds woo, but it's like, try it. You know, for me, I had to try these things out and I realized I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's so much less stress. And like, I get to be in service and I, I receive more than I ever knew could be out there. So it's a process that works. So you just got to try it yourself, you know? Yeah. It's like that fight with the ego. Like what do you, and, and how do you do it? Like, what are some practices that you could give people that, that will, I don't know, help them maybe better understand that it's okay to surrender? Mm, practices. I mean, I've, I'm a true believer in, um, you're not going to, you're not going to surrender until you have to surrender. Yep. I've been there a couple of times. So it's I'm like, it's hard. I could, I, I could give you a list of things to do, but like, you're not going to be brought to, there's like, there's a certain desperation required for surrendering. And so for me, somebody who's gone through not just one bout of grief and loss and tragedy, like my, my Saturn's in Scorpio, like I am just like a, constantly, my life is destroying and rebirthing, you know? So when I see people going through a hard time, of course, I don't say this to them, but in my head, I'm like, lucky you, because that's when you get to that mode of surrender. That's when you get to that mode of personal growth. Um, and so, of course, we can do things. We can read books. We can, we can you know, be around like-minded people. We can pray and meditate. We can do our rituals. We can have our altars. We can do all these things. I was, like I said, dabbling in doing things too, but I did not, I did not shift into that mindset. Like, I remember I was a writer, and I wrote the line a lot, happiness is surrender, but I never surrendered, really. I thought I was because I'd, like, let things go, but, like, I wasn't, like, yo, you got this, you're driving the wheel spirit, here we go. Like, I wasn't like that until I fell to my knees, until I hit rock bottom, you know? Yeah, it's something, um, you know, actually, I have been in contact with some of your guests on your amazing podcast, and they're going to come on the show. Uh, yeah, sorry, we, we poached some of your people. <laughs> I'm like, who? Well, um, I'm excited for you, don't be I've sorry. I've actually created, like, a cool, like, uh, Instagram friendship with Courtney back Ooh. Yeah, she's, she's, awesome. she's so cool. And we both, like, I was talking, I was like, what sign are you? She's like a Libra. I was like, I'm a Libra too. Like, I, I get you. And she's like, what's your human design? I'm like, projector. She's like, that's my wife. And I'm like, just, she's <laughs> awesome. She's going to be on later in the month, guys. But she said something to me. She says, it seems as though you're about to go through a rebirth. And I was like, it made me mad. I was like, I don't want to go through a rebirth. I like the way I am. Like I have already been rebirthed and I've changed and I've adjusted and I've molded to what the universe is telling me to do. And, you know, have you ever felt in a way discouraged because you could spend years building the life that you love, the life that you want. And then when you get close to the top of where you want to be, you kind of get this anxiety. Oh no, what's going to come break it down? What's going to make it fall? And, you know, it kind of typically does. It's like, how do you enjoy the journey and, and find peace in knowing that it's okay if your life is going to crumble because it's supposed to? That's a, that's a tough one to swallow, you know? It is. Girl, I feel you. I've, I've been reborn more times in this lifetime than I ever, I don't know. I care. Apparently I signed up for all this, but it, it's <laughs> a lot. I mean, it's, it's, it's not for the faint of heart, right? And, and you know, I think that's what 2020 did, did to everybody on such a big level. I went through a rebirth again. I was at the peak of my career. Like I was this, that mother thing. And then COVID hit and it was like, it all, you know, fell. And it, it's, it's not easy. Do I ever get discouraged? Yes, I get discouraged. I'm not out there like preaching love and light at all. <laughs> like that is not my jam. And you know what? I'll tell you this. In the past month, I have talked to some of the biggest spiritual leaders out there and they're telling me how discouraged they are and how down they are and how frustrated they are and how confused they are like people that that are encouraging and inspiring us all this has been a hard year for me i've spent a lot of days in bed you know what i mean 
So it's not about avoiding it. Again, it's about, it's about integrating, actually feeling your feelings, like sitting with it. Oh, it's hard to do. Yeah. You know, it's hard. I think that's the point of it is it, it is hard and it is uncomfortable and it is something that we are all doing individually now, but it's also a collective thing. So we do get to kind of find that peace in each other, like with what we're doing here, you know, and, and being able to connect, albeit virtually most of the time, you know, there is, there is something about it that says, you know, it's, I heard a reporter on TV the other day, actually, he just broke and he was like, it's okay to not be okay. And if you're saying you're okay, you're lying. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, what's going on? Everybody's losing their mind. But I mean, I think, but like, like to your point, it's not losing your mind. You're, you're kind of deconstructing to build something stronger. You need to break down all your parts to, to get a stronger foundation and build up with a new perspective. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's an alchemical process. I mean, this is alchemy and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a opportunity. It's a blessing, even though it's uh, you know, a rocky road and, and that's ultimately what I've learned. So I guess, yeah, it's like, do I get discouraged? Yeah. But I've learned that I, I can remind myself, Hey, feel this and know that this is going to be for your growth. And it's happening so much this year. It's happening on this massive level to everybody, to systems, to governments, to everything. Like this is a massive upgrade. This is a massive process or like moving point in the ascension process. Like there's no other point to it. And that's why it's so uncomfortable. We're all sick of it. Hell yeah, we are. But what is, we're forced to be in solitude, which is like, where most people find spiritual enlightenment. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason for it all. Yeah. Sucks, sucks. But on the other end, I can say on a personal level, it's worth it. And touching, you know, on just grief a little bit more, something that's been, because I know that, you know, some of our listeners are also people that have lost close pe- close ones to them and especially parents. So these past couple of days, like I did have a moment yesterday on the second anniversary where I I was listening to a Taylor Swift song. I was like, all day, I was just like, I actually feel fine. Everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm great. Then I got in the car, all too well came on and I was like, "Ah," just like bawling my eyes out. And then I was okay and I picked myself up and I've been having this thought though. Because at first I go, I'm strong. Look at you. You're kicking ass right now. You let it out. You feel better now. You're going on with your life. But then I'm thinking, how can you tell a difference between growth and strength versus being numb? Because I don't want to be numb. You know, I want to feel the feelings and I don't want to like shut them out. Because I'm sure there were points, especially right after your mother's death, where you felt numb. (laughs) for a while. <laughs> like I said, like I was on the booze cruise for like a year. I was like, I numbed it out. What I'm telling you now is not what I would have told you or what I was doing back then. You know, this has been a process. Um, that's a great question. You know, I, ultimately it comes that if you're feeling empowered or not, you mm-hmm. know, like I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But then I was like, I'm not fine. And I need this other thing to fill this void. And I'm going to, you know what I mean? It was like, I always, the anxiety, was constantly there. It wasn't like I had dealt with it. And mm-hmm. honestly, I hadn't dealt with it until this year. And that was like a gift in 2020 for me. It was like, you're going to finally, like, even though it was like over the process, I had dealt with it. I had got my grief coaching certificate. I had worked with people. I had talked about it. I had done the work in a way, but it was like mm, that other stuff that's like really stuck down there and like has to do with childhood and all that. And and that's even even more adds to the grief process, you know, it's like, that's what you're going to do right now. And it's going to be, you know what I mean? And it is a whole different kind of work. And so it was like, there was this feeling before where it was like, yeah, you're strong and doing good. But it was like, I knew in the back of my mind and in my gut, I wasn't really empowered. I was still looking outside for validation and, and, you know, count like judging my life based on what other people told me about it and applause and things like that. Well, I hadn't dealt with all my stuff at that point, you know? So it's like, now I can honestly say after this year when I was, and I have never, I mean, I thought I'd never hurt more in my life than when after my mom died. But this year has brought it all to the surface, everyone's shit inside of them. So I really had to deal with this year. And like, I feel differently now. I feel empowered when I say, I'm strong, I've got this. 
and I say this and I don't care what anybody else thinks, that's a whole different me than that than was before. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So for me, it, it really comes down to like, do you really feel empowered when you're saying that to yourself? Yeah. And if you feel empowered and then you cry a few hours later, it doesn't make it any oh, less yeah. significant. And in a way that's, it's good. Oh yeah. No, empowerment does not mean it's like, it's like to me, empowerment is like you're accepting your full authentic self, dark and light, you know, all, everything, the good and the bad, the tears and the sunshine, that's authenticity. That's empowerment. It's not sorting all your shit out and being done with it. Nobody's, that's not even real, you know? And I know there's a lot of people out there that peddle that and make money off of that, but it's not real. You're never done with it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah. If you're done with it, you probably, you know, you're you got your exit point. You're ready to go. You, you know, if you're still here, yeah. you still got shit to do and you got stuff to work through. And yeah. all, it, all it is, 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 is authenticity and being like, you know, and in 2020 has taught us, we can wake up in the morning and be like, hell yeah, I feel good. I'm going to destroy today. I'm awesome. I'm a bad bitch. And then like two hours later, you're like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're crying and you're like, I, I, I don't want to be here. And I, I hate everything and hate everyone. And that, that, that. you know, like, that's a reality right now. Like if you weren't feeling those things, you're not feeling, yeah. you are nothing, you know? So that's, that's where we're at right now as a society. Yep. So I know that you also, you know, are an afterlife. You know some things about it. I mean, you are a specialist in it. How did you really do kind of like research and learn about the afterlife and what have you learned? Sure. Uh, well, what I've learned is that we don't really die. Like our physical bodies die, but our consciousness, our spirit does not. Um, and that, that's, that's a core of every religion ever is, is the belief in the afterlife. And we've thrown out religion in a lot of ways in the modern society for a lot of reasons, because there was a lot of, you know, corruption and negativity. But I think we threw the baby out the bathwater there because that's along with some other things. And, and, there's a reason that they all had afterlife rituals and practices and belief, you know, and now with science being able to, you know, it's still one of those things that is like love is like, how, do, how can we, how can we know, how can we, you know, put it into words, this, that, and other thing, but there is science being done on afterlife research in a variety of different ways. And how I got into it was <laughs> not by choice. You know what I mean? Like I, I was, I'm a, a, a young person in, in my, early thirties and you know, my mom passes away and all I cared about before was life and happiness and success. And like everybody else, I cared about life, you know? Well, when you're faced with death, you start to ask the questions, especially if somebody that is so important to you, where did they go? <laughs> where do we go? You know? So that, that question became really important to me. And what I found was that my mom on the other side, if you'll call it the other side, she was, working to bring me into this world a little bit. And, and so I got connected with mediums and, uh, you know, afterlife researchers. I was invited to speak on a panel at an afterlife event. And I was like, why the hell would I do that? I don't know anything about that. And they're like, no, you're, you're, we want to do a millennial spirituality thing. And then I went to the conference and I was like, <laughs> my mind was blown by the research into this field. And, and, and the way people can connect to people who have passed. It was just like mind blowing to me and exciting to me because that's awesome. You know, that, that means that our reality is so much greater than we think it is here on this 3d earth. Right. So I really, it was just like, it, it was part of that surrender process for me. Like, okay, spirit, tell me where you want me to go. And they're like, we want you to go over here and check out some afterlife stuff and, and let the world know about it. Because even though people are mostly concerned with life, there's really great knowledge about how to live your life when you start looking into the afterlife. Yeah. So what are some of the things you discovered? From, from researching the afterlife? Yeah. I've discovered that a lot of what we're doing here is not that great. <laughs> um, no, you know, what I discovered there is that, that, that the, where we come from and where we go back to is a place of bliss and love. And it's not like we're, um, floating orbs of light with nothing you know we're who we are is who we are and and that's just another dimension and we come here to earth to learn like earth is school and that is why it is tough that is why we all have suffering in common but we do it because we can't learn things there that we can learn here 
because it's so fun there. It's so so um, fun there. I mean, why would you want to leave that? And like, who wants to go to school? I know we don't understand it here, you know, Um, but every medium, every person who's ever had a near-death experience, any person who's ever felt that other side, they say it's glorious. I didn't want to come back. And, you know, and, you know, the caveat here is don't be in a rush to like, you know, go away. If you're here, you're here. And there's a reason that you're here. And we'll talk about that. But yeah, it is great. And we come here. I know it doesn't make sense to us because we're all suffering here. So we're like, why would we do that when it's great over there? But, you know, over there, we're like, yeah, like, how do I know what that is when I don't feel it? Like, they, you come here for the experience, to be human, to touch and feel and eat and have sex and all that stuff and learn lessons and, and expand your soul's growth. Because if you're always in, you know, in bliss, you know, it's just like what we were just talking about. We learn in tough situations. So if you're always in bliss, it's like, do, 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 you know? So I I believe that's why we come here is is to learn and, you know, kind of expand our soul's growth, basically, Mm -hmm. which makes zero sense to us as humans, because we're like, I want to go back over there and, you know, have it easy for a while. But it's, it is, it's this process. I remember I had a friend once whose brother died really uh, when he was, I think, in his, as a teenager, tragically, and she had a mediumship reading. Uh, she was my roommate at the time. She came out of her room, and she said, I connected to my brother, and it was definitely him. The It was on the phone, and she said the medium uh, knew that she was holding her brother's hat and, like, what, it, you know, that kind of thing, and he said to her, Brooke, like, because she asked him, what's it like? I want to know what it's like, and he goes, I don't want to tell you. Because if I told you, you'd want to come. And that's really not, like, that's not the point. We don't, I think there's, I think there's been a couple of movies, actually. I forget what it was. It was a pretty upsetting film where people discovered what was there. And then all these people started trying to kill themselves. It was like a pandemic because they were like, get me the hell out of here. And it was, yeah, like, I want to watch that movie, first of all, so figure that out. Yeah, I'll figure (laughs) out what it was and I'll um, send it to you because, like, that's fascinating because especially the human brain, like, we want, all we do is we want, we want what we can't have, we want what's going to make us happy, you know, we're hedonists basically through and through, and so if we're miserable here, and it's something, not not as though suicide has crossed my mind, but it, it did cross my mind before I even saw that movie, like, oh, shit. I hope all the, a lot of people don't get wind of this information and truly believe it because, you know, people are fragile and I could yep. see that happening in real life, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's why, you know, you, you always, even before spirituality kind of blew up into the mainstream right now, you always heard like people who have everything, have all the money in the world, have everything they're, it, you know, they're still missing something. They're still have that void in them. And that void is spirituality because when we connect to source or spirit, we're connecting to that world of bliss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what we're supposed to learn here is like, we're, we're literally, if we're not connected, if we're not anchored in spirit and source, then, you know, that's, that's the lesson. And so, yeah, but the, but we're not supposed to want to go there or exit because we are here for a reason. We all chose to come here. We all have things to fulfill, you know? And so, so we don't want to go all, all go, you know, hopping over the other side before we're ready. That is not the point. The point is to feel that here and do our, and because when we feel that here, when we connect to that source here and we do our work, that's what brings us joy. And then we're like, cool, we're doing it. And then like, that's, that's the way it works. And also, you know, through your, studies, research, becoming part, creating essentially a huge spiritual network. Have you tapped into any abilities at all? You know, I have in a way, I'll say this. I think that everybody has abilities, you know, everybody has the ability to connect. Um, and mine have opened up and I've been able to, for instance, communicate more with my mom, uh, without a medium or something like that. Because, you know, of course, when you're first in the grieving process, you really want to work with a medium or somebody who can connect. And I, I did that for a while. Um, and then I, I learned from those mediums, like, this is how you can connect yourself. And so I've worked on that and I've been able to feel my mom give me a yes or a no, and you know, or I'm a here, I'm a hug, hugging you now. I've been able to do that on my own. However, I will say, I don't believe everybody's meant to be a medium, you know? And so what, 
and I feel like some people kind of focus on that and concentrate on that and like get frustrated with that. Like, why can't I, why can't I? And it's like anything, it's like anybody can write, but not everybody's supposed to be a writer, you know? And, and that's kind of how it is. Like you write for your own self, you journal for your own self, but that doesn't mean you're supposed to go out there and be the best selling author unless you came in with those gifts, you know, the soul purpose, finding your soul purpose, your spiritual purpose is such a big thing in our generation, in our age range, you know, like, what's my purpose? Well, I find that people make it a little bit harder than it should be. It's like, well, what did you come in here gifted with? Like, I'm a really gifted writer and communicator. And I thought, well, maybe I could be a Reiki person and, you know, and I thought all that stuff and I'm like, well, why? No, like I'm supposed to be a medium for spiritual people and, and give people voice on a platform that I'm, I'm naturally good at doing that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. So while my abilities have um, increased just by practice and proximity to the stuff that I'm working with um, and interest, it hasn't come something to me that like, I want to go make it into my work. You know what I mean? Are you finding now in particular too, there's, there are more people out there who are becoming more spiritual or, or awakening to something that they might not have realized before? I'm feeling like I'm seeing a lot now as opposed to, I mean, a year ago or years before. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I started my company, Spirit Guides Media. I was living in Sedona, Arizona, which is like a spiritual Mecca if you've never been there. And it was like, there was such a void uh, of spiritual seeking with my age range, like in the twenties, when I was in the twenties at the time. Um, and it was like this older person thing, you know, and, and I saw, I was like, but I know people that are hungry for spirituality. They're like kind of repelled to, to that, you know? So since we started Spirit Guides Media, that was kind of the thing. It was like to be accessible to people who might want to dabble, but not like full on, you know, like, you know, be committed to, you know, getting all the crystals and all that stuff. So since that time, that was many years ago, I have seen a huge um, influx in people interested in the spiritual world and spiritual practice. I mean, it's like, it's one of the fastest growing industries, you know, it's, it's like the wellness industry morphed into the spiritual industry and it's, it's becoming this like beast of its own. And now, I mean, 2020 is, yeah, that's, if you're not, if you're not awake, yet you're gonna be like that's that's where this is going like you know what I mean like people and there's people out there really holding tight to you know sleeping and, and stuff like that but on, on overall like there are things people I've seen people in my own life doing things um that they would have never done a year ago as mm -hmm. far as exploring certain things in their life like how they spend their money changing their jobs to be more fulfilling things they would have never done and that is a spiritual awakening. You know, what do we do when we spiritually awaken? We like, we lose friends, we gain new friends, we change jobs, we, you know what I'm saying? And that's what like everybody's doing right now. So yeah, I think that this is a really big awakening moment for the world, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, people are talking about ascension and awakening and this and that. I mean, I'm sure you've dabbled and through some of your guests have maybe heard there's this um, the winter solstice and, you know, it's uh, it's kind of hard to not get caught up on people are like on this date, you know, like, I mean, I've gone into these TikTok holes because I just get the algorithm and they're sending me all these people and they're like December twenty first and I'm like oh my god what's yeah, gonna it's happen? A big one. <laughs> it is, but yeah. I mean, what do you like? What is your knowledge about the people that you've interviewed and things like that that they say is going on right now slash like will go on and continue to go on into twenty twenty one positively, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, right? Well, you know, it's funny because the spiritual world's divided of, well, the whole world's divided, but the spiritual world's divided, but everybody agrees December 21st is a great shifting point. It's a, it's a pivot point, um, for humanity. And most people see that as a positive thing, right? Um, you know, this shift into a new age and the great conjunction, and it's just going to basically bring forward changes on a even more massive level than we've seen over, over the year. Right. And yeah, we're all crossing our fingers that it's positive and, and hopeful. And it's, it's a big day astrologically. I'm not like a, a astro genius, but everybody that's anybody in the spiritual world is having events that night, including me. I've brought people in that do know what they're talking about. And we're going to talk about the astronomy, the astrology, 
the alien involvement, like all kinds of woo-woo stuff. I mean, it get, you get out there on this stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So you I, like read my mind about the, I was like, hmm, do I ask her about the aliens? Oh, yeah. um, because there's actually been these articles that have come out in the past few days. I mean, really, I've been thinking about it since quarantine started. I was like, okay, they're you know, this is their opening. Um, and I, you know, read this article that this like older man, this Israeli man who I forget, I think he was involved in the government in Israel. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So basically he said that they, some of the government here were like, okay, like come on out, you know, come out of the closet essentially to us humans. And, the extraterrestrials were like, okay, they're not, they're not ready yet. Like we're waiting for them to kind of, you know, ascend even more and transform. And they showed like a diagram, you know, starting of us as cave people and like, you know, how we've evolved. And they're like, you're still not at that last one yet because they don't want to create mass hysteria, which I mean, I think, I think there's a good half of the population that essentially would be like, yep, knew it, saw it coming. The other half would just lose their shit. I mean, it would go bananas and we don't need any more of that. So like, what is your, <laughs> no like, could you imagine? I'm just like, oh God. But at the same time, it's kind of like rip off the bandaid, you know, we're already in this mess. So I, I agree. Go. I'm like, if this is going to happen now, like don't get us back to our normal lives and everything. And then be like, just kidding. Right. Not over yet. Here are the aliens. Like for um, me. <laughs> me I'm in the half that's like knew it like you know I'd be mad if I didn't get shipped off in the mothership or something but (laughs) but yeah there's people that are not ready for it but yeah could you imagine if it's like we got through this and then it's like 2022 and it's like well we just got through this because that will change everything obviously but yes there are more and more you know and ever since everything happened you know back in March they the Pentagon started releasing footage of UFOs and people didn't even comment on it because they were so focused on everything else that was going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like they slipped it in there. And since then there's been so many, uh, you know, senior administrative officials worldwide saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. The most recent to come out of the Israeli dudes. I sound like a, a expert on aliens right now. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not, but you know, people are going there now. So it's like, let's go there, you know, let's, let's see. And so I have uh, one of the people that's going to be at my solstice event is really you know knowledgeable about about extraterrestrials and is able to channel them and all that stuff so to get their kind of guidance on what's what's to come so we'll see yeah a big question of mine really because I actually did a piece um I'm I'm a writer as well so is Sari and I did a piece on uh because the new the Roswell reboot came out like a couple of years ago on the CW so my editors were like this new alien show is coming out. Um, why don't you dig into like the realistic side of this and interview people that are experts on aliens? So I interviewed an ex-CIA agent that was an alien hunter. Um, it was Dude, that's awesome. It was <laughs> wow, so awesome. Like when I've in, I interviewed all these different kinds of people, and what I was learning because at that point I was already really invested in spirituality and interested, and there's some kind of crossover. And they're, because they're not really two separate entities, it seems, like extraterrestrials, aliens, and, and spirituality, and the other side, as you would call it. Um, I, you know, I know that you're not an expert either, but what would you kind of, you know, maybe piece about that from your knowledge about spirituality, how these two things could kind of be mixed a little bit? Oh, I think they're for sure mixed. I mean, we're basically living in a multidimensional universe, um, is my understanding. And so all of these spiritual entities from our loved ones who have passed over to angels, to, you know, fairies, to extraterrestrials, they're all out there doing their thing. And, you know, I just, I just had a festival the other day and one of the presenters, she's an afterlife uh, researcher, incredible work. And she actually captures images of people who have passed of extraterrestrials, like all this stuff from, technology. It's wild. Yeah, I know. Her name's Sonia Rinaldi, if anyone wants to look it up. But she basically said, you know, we all know ETs are the real bosses, meaning the real bosses of of the the galaxy. And I was like, do we all know that? I didn't know that, (laughs) you know? So from her perspective, you know, the ETs are going to the bosses. And and there's a lot of people that 
out there think that there's a lot of people out there that think that everything we're experiencing right now is is an intergalactic war you know so we'll see what happens wow i want to know what your prediction is <laughs> what do you think is going to happen you know i don't have a prediction necessarily other than i think it's going to get worse before it gets better but then it's going to get a lot better that's that's kind of my only prediction um and I have so many friends, you know, working for a spiritual media company. I have so many friends that are mediums, psychics, channelers, all of these people who have really great info and predictions that have come through. And, and, you know, again, there's a split in the spiritual world. And often people ask me, they, they'll DM me or email me and say, how can these two spiritual mediums predict total, two totally different things like Trump winning and Biden winning or this, that, and another thing. And I'm like, because at the end of the day, we, they still see through their own filter. So for me, there's very few people that I think that you can trust with this kind of, these kind of predictions when it really is emotional because at the core, they do care. They care who wins and they care what happens. You know what I'm saying? So my prediction though, personally, just in my own internal guidance system and from doing my own research and not regurgitating anything from the mainstream media is that I just feel like it's going to be, it's going to continue to be a rocky road where we have to um, sort things out and stand up for ourselves and, you know, and awaken ultimately together. But once that happens, and I think that this December 21st astrological great conjunction is going to shift the energy into awakening and we're going to continue going through that hard grieving process and change process. But then on the other end, just like with a personal grieving process, you're going to see the gifts. You're going to be a better person. You're going to be a more awakened person. We're going to be a more awakened humanity. That's my prediction. So tell us about your company and the events that you throw. I know you just had one this past weekend. You're going to have one again on the 21st. Did you ever do them in person? Is this a new thing or has it always been virtual? Uh, it has not always been virtual. We, interestingly enough, we started virtual. We had a membership group where we would do monthly uh, talks with all kinds of different spiritual practitioners and readings and astrological updates and all this stuff. And I actually closed that down right before uh, COVID hit, <laughs> interestingly enough, when we need all this stuff. But no, we've done a lot of in-person events. Um, we, we threw a great retreat in uh, Mallorca, Spain last October. We had a sold out retreat for Italy in uh, this prior May, but obviously that got pushed back a, a whole nother year. So we're crossing our fingers for this May, but of course we don't know. Um, so we used to do a lot of in-person events. Um, once, once I kind of, once COVID hit and I really, I went through some personal changes and changes within my company. Um, and so we did it. We just took the time to do a whole rebrand basically and, because it, it was really hard to plan for a future when everything's up in the air. And also when everything's changing, like we're not, I, I've never been the kind of person that's going to um, ignore what's going on in the world. And it, it just felt inauthentic to be like, Hey, let's take, let's do this event that has nothing to do with our world being a complete shit show and everybody losing their livelihood and this, that, and the other thing, you know, and all of the fear. And so it was, it was a time for us to step back and say, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to show up in this new world? Because we're not going back to the old world. And so, so that's what we did for a good six months or so. So now we're just, you know, I, I had a, a podcast for three years, I burnt it down. I was like, nope, we're in the new world. So I did this like Phoenix rebirth moment, you know, again. And I said, all right, new podcast, <laughs> new business partner, new events, new structure. And so now we're working with the world as it unfolds. So the world right now is in a virtual space, you know? So we are throwing, um, you know, these, we call them festivals, but these, these Zoom conferences that are we have bring in all of these speakers that everybody wants to hear from, from different topics. It's funny because I think our next one is going to be on extraterrestrials, funnily enough. <laughs> so I just said, like, I'm not an expert, but... I'm getting my ticket. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's something I'm into. So we try to get the leading voices in the field to come and talk to everybody and have a day where it's like, hey, we can talk about all these things, important things that matter, and we can do it in a community of sorts. Like, we had almost you know, 100 people in the room, and it's, it was so cool to see people come together via chat and all of that. So, you know, it's not, of course, I want to throw in, in real life in-person festivals, but we're working with what we have at the time, you know, and, yeah. and it's, it's, 
it's been really healing for not just the people that come to the events, but for me, you know, we want that community right now. So. Yeah, that's how I feel about this show, you know, that we have created and how I really like most importantly hope and want it to help other people. But, um, so, you know, I, I really enjoy everything that we've gotten out of it too. It's all love. It's all out of love. It's love, love for each other, love for other people, love for the world. That's, that's, that's what I wish for everyone. I, I, I have to, I listened to a couple of your episodes before I came on and I love that you guys decided to use this time during quarantine to start this and to have conversations that matter. And I, I, I commend you for talking about stuff that sometimes people are afraid to talk about too. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, tell everybody about, you know, your next event, where they can find you. And you also literally have an an online encyclopedia of amazing light workers, Mm -hmm. which is so cool. So tell everyone where you can find those things. Sure. Uh, I I think what you're talking about is Spirit Spirit Guides Directory, where we have all of our healers and in the past events and retreats listed. But yes, uh, the easiest way to find everything I do is spiritguidesmedia.com or on Instagram at Spirit Guides Media. And from there, you could literally go down a rabbit hole. But um, we, we, I have a podcast. We have a lot of virtual events now. We're going to have virtual courses in the new year. We're going to restart a membership group. And, you know, the goal of that membership group is to bring these kinds of uh, spiritual topics to people at an accessible rate in a hard time to build community, you know, and to not have to pay hundreds of dollars to have a spiritual experience. So those are the kinds of things we're going to be doing now. Our next virtual event is going to be on December 21st. It's a solstice soiree, and we're going to have medium Suzanne Wilson, who's going to do our our alien bit and and tell us what's going on there. And we're going to have a sound healing, uh, sound bath situation. And we're going to be talking about the science and the astrology of the day and and what it implies for for the coming future, as we've been talking about here today. So, yeah. So thank you so much for having me. Of course. So cool. Such a pleasure. It was such a pleasure. And thank you for opening up our eyes to a lot of new um, light workers and, you know, healers, mediums, you know, because when we started this show, I was like, okay, I know five mediums that I really like. So we can get through five weeks, but (laughs) after that, I don't know what, what I'm going to do, you know? And I was like, I know there aren't only like five mediums or psychics and healers in the whole world. There's more, but like how many more, you know? And there's so many more. And it's so cool because during this time, so many people are awakening and it's creating all of these people that maybe in a sense were in the closet for, you know, their work and what they do. And now they're just coming out and showing everybody. So there's so many people to choose from. And so I really commend you and thank you for kind of bringing that to light for a lot of people. And I hope you guys um, all will check it out. Well, everyone, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We have December packed with some amazing people, a lot of whom we got from Arizona. (laughs) So make sure to follow us on Instagram at Spiritual Spiral Show. Um, Our podcast is on Apple Music, Spotify, basically every place that you can find a podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe. Leave us a little review just to let us know if this has helped you or send us a DM, whatever. You can find me at Sam D43 and of course Sari at the Savvy Scribbler and we will see you all next week. Thanks everyone. See you next week.